I always love saying this. We can edit that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> it never gets edited. <laughs> Hey everybody, Microphones of Madness, I'm Rodney, over there Steve. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, before we begin, George Romero has died. At least that's what everybody on Facebook tells me. Um, and I mean everybody, everybody but Rodney. Rodney did not tell me. Everybody wow. else did. I just found out before I sat down in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> I was in line at like CVS and it was like... My phone just went <laughs> fireball of George Romero death. <laughs> but that's okay because he'll be back in a couple of months anyway. That's true. The, the sky flowers will hold his attention. Today, speaking of the undead, we are talking Castlevania, Netflix animated series written by Isn't that Mark Millar? Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis, same thing. One of those guys who used to do Ultimate something or other for Marvel. We'll just cut this. We'll just cut right to the chase. If if you you're looking for something to watch on Netflix and you're bored as shit, go ahead and watch it. Um, I, there's it, plenty of other things you can watch if you're bored as shit on yeah, Netflix. There's actually there are plenty of other things. Entertain you. I, I personally recommend Captain Harlock, Space Pirate. Yeah, I mean you could. Go watch Daredevil or something. That's true. And actually get a story arc. Um, if you really must watch this series, wait for the second season. Wait for the third season. That <laughs> way you, you actually watch, have some content to watch. If you got to watch something that's shitty on Netflix, Judge Dredd, the Stallone movie's on there. Go watch that. Yeah. HBO's doing their free... Um, membership drive thing you can watch batman versus superman and suicide squad if you really want to taste of some some bad filmmaking yeah if you really want to torture yourself at least do it in an entertaining way castlevania was i don't know about you but i was um underwhelmed uh you know i was i was underwhelmed i found myself chuckling at some of the stuff that you know some of the dialogue was clever but that's about it really i mean I actually sat down. I watched the first two episodes twice. I mean, you and I had come up with a checklist earlier in the week of everything. It's uh, Dracula, you know, is murders people for out of love. Check. Yeah, yeah. It was every every cliche of every Dracula movie you've ever seen is in there. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of different things were in there. It's like every Dracula. Cliche, actual Dracula movie, right? <laughs> so um, good one with Bella Lugosi, right? You have you have a uh, reluctant hero, doom, you know, uh, uh, he's put upon, outcast, and put upon. Doesn't really care. Would rather drink than perform heroic actions. But then turns around and decides, yeah, well, I think I should do some heroic actions, right? Uh, you have the evil church. And it's a super evil church. Yes, <laughs> I mean, very evil I, church. I, I mean, now, you know, from my perspective, I'm not a big fan of religion, organized religion. 
and uh, the the church is is you know definitely gets a lot of my ill will. But come on, <laughs> this was like they all everybody who ever was in the involved in the church or peed in the church was evil, except for that one guy. Yeah, the one guy was consecrated. He just happened to be there, right? If anybody hears a real priest, <laughs> go to the well and get some water. Oh, you know how to make holy water. <laughs> yeah, I will say I will say that he did. He was genuinely surprised that the the water actually worked. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the best moment in the entire would, show. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Uh, oh. You also have uh, attractive female magic user, will they, won't they kind of thing going on or yeah. budding. Um, and then you have super sexy androgynous vampire who fights for good. Right. So now isn't he the character in the, in the games? I never played any of these games. Yeah. It's, it's been so long since I've played any of them. I never oh. really followed the storyline. Isn't Alucard the, the, the guy you control in the games? Uh, sometimes. I think in some games he is. I believe the original was Simon Belmont. If you remember Captain in the Game Master, they parodied his ass uh, into a uh, coward who spent more time bragging about his accomplishments than actually doing anything worthwhile. I'll take your word for it. And instead of a medieval armor, he wore a blues outfit from uh, the tailspin. Wait, what? <laughs> like a, a leather? Was that the leather? You know, like the, a leather jacket with the, the, the line aviator type pants and the fucking captain's hat. <laughs> you know, he looked like, he looked like the fucking dude from Tales of the Gold Monkey. Why did I not play these games? No, 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 no. That's the captain in the Game Master cartoon. That was like a half an hour ad for Nintendo products. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mother brain. Oh, no. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I'd have to share that with you. <laughs> it's probably more interesting. I will have to share that with you. So, yeah, people... People really like this guy, right? Um, Warren Ellis. Um, I believe so. He's he's quite he's like a, he's a comic. He's up there with the greats of British comic writing, like uh, like Alan Moore and Frank Miller. <laughs> uh, Frank Miller's not British. No, that's true. Alan Moore and uh, the the other wizard guy, Grant Morrison. Uh, Grant Morrison. And uh, I've read some of, of his work. I've read um, a lot of Transmetropolitan. He wrote mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah, that was all right. As a as a as a creator, I mean, you know, Ellis has got chops, but you know, here he's he's a little uneven. I mean, he, he really is. Um, yeah, and I wonder how much of that is his is it his script? Is it the translation into animated into form? a finished product? Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that he actually wrote all that shit with, um, all the storyboarding behind like the fucking whip. 
you know, he had the yeah. whip, and the whip would grab the dagger and then stab somebody because it's a dagger on a whip. <laughs> yeah. Pull the dagger out of one guy, bounce off something else, and using the whip to stab the thing in the eye. Yeah. That whip really pissed me off. It really kind of, uh, well, the whip is consecrated. It doesn't matter if it's con- it, it, the whip makes about as much sense as Captain America's shield does. Oh, it, it, it yeah, it definitely defies no, physics. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, speaking of the, speaking of the whip, I mean, I would say we had the one scene where where he was surprised, where um, Trevor Belmont is surprised about the holy water. But I, I would say another cool sequence was the fight with the priests in the alleyway. Where he whips the guy's finger off. Oh yeah, and he oh, I was aiming for. I'm rusty, but I'm stone cold sober. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And the, it was right, it's, all you needed was cowboy hats and spurs, and this would have been a western, and a really bad western. <laughs> okay. And I know this is like a trope, but does everybody who's not American have to speak British accented English? Yes. I mean, okay, so this takes place in obviously in Eastern Europe. Wallachia. Right. Everybody sounds like they're from different parts of London. You have your Cockney peasants. You have your, your, you know, East End... Ugh. It's just it, it's horrible. And then, you know, to to the uh what were they called? The uh seekers. Yes. The the only people that didn't have some crappy British accent were the seekers who sounded like vaguely northern European. Mm-hmm. Like they were Swedish. Because they were supposed to be foreign. We came to save your city. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but yeah, basically. Why Why would you do that? Why couldn't you have Eastern European accents? At least give it some sort of, like, verisimilitude. You know, it, it, at least Vampire Hunter D tried to give Magnus Lee an Eastern European accent. Not when I watched, because I watched it in Japanese. Right. Maybe it was like an Eastern Japanese accent. <laughs> I watched it in English. And it had a vaguely because because every vampire in you know when you when when he's translated in the film up into a certain point had to sound like Bella Lugosi. Right. Well, Bella Lugosi had a Hungarian accent, right. which is Eastern European. But so, everyone had to do what he did to play a vampire, a vampire. Which, you know, would have been great. Children of the night. Yeah, why can't you have that? That's part of the charm of Dracula, in my opinion. Yes. And, you know, the the, the whole first episode was the origin story of why the, the whole country of Wallachia has gone to shit. And because Dracula couldn't get laid anymore. Right. He, he was living alone in his castle, and a lady just happened to show up, and she wants to be a doctor. And she was spunky. Yes. So was Dracula, apparently. That's how you got a la carte. Uh, how about I drink from you? 
just like, oh, fuck that noise, man. I'm a doctor, not a wine glass. That's right. I'm a doctor, not a wine glass. Yeah, there was. I don't know how Dracula transformed in from being like this antichrist symbol in Bram Stoker, who was the opposite of everything Victorian society was supposed to be. Right, where they were repressed, he was he was you know potent. Mm-hmm. But not like, but but like in a lustful way, not in a in a oh our love is through the ages. I don't know where that came from, and I think that's one of the reasons I really hate vampires. Right. Um. And goddamn, I sound like a fucking asshole on um, a Lovecraft um, blog, but they really when they they took away to me when they took away the symbolism of Dracula and what the evil is, they mm. really just like made it into like, it could be, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a vampire anymore. It's not scary. Right. Right. When, when, when it became less about a deal with the devil and more about uh, penetration and exchange of fluids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's not scary anymore. It's not even a metaphor. I guess you, maybe it's a metaphor for STDs. Maybe I've heard that theory uh, presents. Yes, but but you know what? Unless it's AIDS, you go to the doctor, pop a pill, and you're done. So how scary is that? Ah, not very scary. No, not at all. But you know, but vampires are not meant to be scary anymore. They're meant to be sexy. Yes, they are, and I think. I think they're trying to put the scary back in the vampires because, you know, he had his army of bat demons. Mm-hmm. He made it rain blood. Raining right. blood is scary. Yeah, you know, and you had the whole, you had the whole, uh, she is dead now. I I will no longer walk man. Alas. <laughs> I shall now walk year. as an atomic bomb. <laughs> it will take a year and I will have my revenge. He's like a, a second tier Marvel villain. He's like um, the Mandarin, <laughs> or, uh, or or uh, you know who, who's another one? The Mandarin comes to mind because they want him to be Doctor Doom, but no one can be Doctor Doom. Right, right, right. But he's like that level. He has like these. He wants to take it all, but he sucks, so he can't really do it. Right, because <laughs> he's not Doom. He's not Doom. He's he's second rate Doom. That's right. He's he couldn't do it himself. No so, one, you know, like the Mandarin has to use Fin Fam Foom to to do his dirty work for him. That's right. So like it, Dracula here has to use like an army of demons because he's not good enough to do it himself. And see, that is where Dracula's problem lies. Doom. Uses an army of robots that look just like him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need an army, though. He has, like, a few of them lying around in case somebody decides to touch him. And he could say, "You, no one must may touch the person of doom. But No yeah, one may touch the person of doom. But, yeah, but, but Dracula in this is like, I can't do it right now. 
I'm going to give you a year to get out while I get my army together. <laughs> sure, I can appear to you as a mushroom cloud of death and make it rain fire. But I cannot destroy you right now. Um, I have an appointment in about 15. <laughs> I've got to get a fang filled. I have a dentist appointment. Yeah, so the premise is kind of lame. Yeah, we have a lame, we have a lame vampire. Um, Dracula really is. I mean, he's kind of like, you know, he's not scary. He's not imposing. Yeah, sure, he's like eight feet tall. Um, and he's got pointed ears and fangs. Okay, you know, but well, but the thing is, you might like, have to stop putting people on sticks. Oh, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, and and the the peasantry in this neck of the woods are like everyone's dumb as a box of rocks, and they're all you came from shit. I came from shit. We all came from shit. Yeah, and those stinking Belmonts (laughs) fucked it all up. And every one of them is easily manipulated by the evil church. Like, well, okay, I can believe that part. Look at our president. We'll drive him stinking, stinking seekers out of the city before nightfall, eh? And then sit back and have a point. That's my, that's my all. That's more goblin than anything else. I don't know. It sounds exactly like those guys. <laughs> it was, yeah, they're, everyone's dumb, they're gullible. And and you really got to ask yourself if you're Trevor Belmont, why would I bother saving these people? Well, the, in that case, the, and he does have what little what little character arc he has. Trevor Belmont, for as much of the anti-hero, drunk all the time kind of stereotype character he is, is actually the more interesting character to follow around. No, that's true. Um, but he's interesting in like. He's kind of like a meat puppet mm-hmm. because he is just a cliche where you have like a more fully fleshed out version of, of Trevor Belmont and somebody like Omari Kett. Yes. Cut from the same cloth. But Omari Kett is an interesting character that you want to read about. Right. And and you want to know what's going through his head. Trevor Belmont, who gives a shit? Well, I mean, I think that's also we only see Trevor Belmont in three of the four episodes. Uh, don't you get him at count the end? like the you count you get like five seconds at the end of the first episode and he's just more like uh, um, uh, he hides his family crest right he hides his family crest everyone's dogging on the Belmonts you know I I will say I will say his introduction as a character was interesting but like I said you he's only in three episodes you know and there's no complete story arc there i mean you know he's got beef with the church because the belmonts were excommunicated um you know you know he does you know why are you even here why am i say, working to save these people it's Look, all- i will go get your kid if you fucking get out of town cuz i don't want to you know i don't want yeah. my your blood on my hands cuz i didn't tell you to get the fuck out right but it's all convenient it's all like contrived Mm-hmm. None of it happens organically. No, it's 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 uh you it don't 
it almost writes itself. Right. I, I, I think I think, the most, I think the most kind of organic part was was his introduction, the bar fight. And that right. wasn't even really writing, that was well, more of an action scene. And well, you learned a lot about the character there. Even that was kind of contrived because right. you know, he heard what they were talking about. He didn't have to go up there while they were saying you're in the fucking Belmonts and choose that particular time to go grab another pint. Yeah. He it's he it, could have waited till shit died down a little to get another drink or called the barmaid over to him. Right. It's like that episode of Firefly. <laughs> you know, it's like, why do we always end up in an alliance friendly bar on unification day looking for a quiet drink? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it's like. It's like contrived. It's the and if that is like the most organic part of of the the series, it's you know it's covered with pesticides, right? <laughs> and and sold at you know, and and really by the time game. by the time we get to the final episode, and here's a spoiler: they wake up fucking Alucard, and of course Simon and, or uh, Trevor and Alucard get in a fight, and okay. Why do we need why do we need Trevor if Alucard is such a badass? Why do we need any of them if Alucard's such a badass? Right. Oh, you know, and and all we get out of that fight is is that, you know, okay, sure, Trevor Trevor is perfectly willing to sacrifice himself to kill a vampire. Right. You know, that's that's it. That's the character development right there. Yeah. And that was, was kind of cool, I guess. I'll I'll begrudgingly give him that but it is um and the female every- lead i can't even remember her name no, uh she is an npc who's there because magic is required for this module <laughs> that's right she's a deus ex machina yeah she happens to have the right spell at the right time i mean and this lady for 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 magic not to be as ubiquitous she is like throwing fucking fire that's like 20 oh, yes, feet high. Uh, can you make some up. walls? Sure. How you like ice? Yeah. How did you get trapped underground? Right. Exactly. Petrified? Yeah. How did you get stuck again? I stabbed it with a fucking short sword. Oh, I know how she got. No, he, she, he stabbed it with a dagger on the end of a whip. No, this is short sword. On the end of a whip. On the end of his whip. Yes. I hate that fucking after word. after a leaping spin kick to uh, propel it forward. <laughs> that the the reason why she was down there and petrified was because you needed a damsel in distress. Apparently, yeah. That's the so, only because she could hold, she could fucking hold her own. Right. Those demons looked like they were like ten times as powerful as the the. I guess it was it was a cyclops, right? Uh, yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, that's what he called it. Someone needs to bone up on their mythology. Anyway, it was a cyclops with the powers of a gorgon. It did have one eye. Yes, that turns you to stone with a with a laser beam. Yes. So it was part beholder, part cyclops. It was a beholder with legs. Yeah, I. And all of its eyes were just concentrated into the one. one. One big eye. One big multifaceted eye that wasn't really even on its head. 
It was right, but the only reason that that even happened was so she could be rescued. That so she could it. be so she could be rescued, and and Trevor Belmont could go back to the Seekers and go, "Hey, yo, I rescued your kid. I didn't know she was a hot chick, but uh, yeah, get the fuck out of town." Right. They're gonna kill you. They're gonna kill you, and I'm not gonna be here to help you. Right. And then she goes, "But wait." Aren't the Belmonts always supposed to do what's right when evil is bearing? Oh, God damn it. Fine. Oh, I'll save the goddamn city. You invoke my aspect. God damn you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she's not even written as a character. She's a plot device. No, that's exactly what she is. I they're mean, they're only to prop up only to prop up Trevor in his moments of heroism. When he, because I mean, he flip flops more than Mitch McConnell. She, she's there to unbrutify him because he's broods. Yeah, I mean, he's broody. Brood. That's the other thing. He's unnecessarily broody. Yeah. I mean, really, if, if you're that torn about it, just fucking do it. You don't have to like. Beat yourself up about, oh, I'm so misunderstood. I just let them all die. But you, you know then, you're going to save them. Just go just either, let them all either die. fucking leave and let them all die. Or go and do the right thing. I guess it's the right thing. And and save them. One or the other. Because you don't need to brood. You have nothing to brood about. Right. I would tell Trevor Belmont to grow a pair, but we know what happened. He had yeah. him crushed in the second episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's leave right. my testicles out of this. That's right. You got kicked in the balls. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but those action scenes, some of them were all right. But some of them were like, did you rotoscope this? Yeah. Um, it's like clunky animation. You know, and. It's it's also not very well done how he goes from you know drunken asshole to woojob star <laughs> with that damn whip that you love so much. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! If Leo Valdez could only use his whip the way this guy can, we could just breeze through the rest of Two Headed Serpent. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you like to be able to just like whip it in one direction, stick your finger out, and the whip actually changes direction and applies more force? That would be great. I would love to be able to manipulate bladed weapons with a whip. Manipulate everything. It's like having a you know, it's it's like Indiana Jones dialed up to eleven because <laughs> you know it's like having an extra hand. <laughs> it's the pre- prehensile do- news. You could do everything with that whip. Did they do a swinging thing with that whip? They did a swinging thing from with the whip. Right in the the big underground steampunk torture chamber thing. Where everything was falling in slow motion, falling around them. Because even in 1400s, the lost technology was steampunk. It always is, man. Have you ever played Final Fantasy? Massive, though. Massive (laughs) steampunk. You know, it's like, okay, there's a fucking underneath where you put in your dead people. 
right? You're you're using the top half, a little little tiny layer of dirt as your graveyard. Beneath that is an, an old like an, an underground city. Not even an underground city, like a manufacturing plant. <laughs> With grain silos. And With fuel. grain silos and fucking... And electric lights. And, and electric lights and fucking working forges that are still producing iron ingots from ore they got from God knows where. Now, you can excuse yourself in something like Vampire Hunter D. It's the future. Because it's, they, it's the far future, post-apocalypse, blah, blah, blah. This is supposed to be 1450-something, right? 1457. Uh, you know, Speaking of Vampire Hunter D, uh, I would also like to point out that Dracula lives in Howl's Moving Castle. Well, come on. If, who wouldn't want to live in Howl's Moving Castle? This entire structure is a, is a traveling machine that sits on sits on the cloud of a cliff but all of a sudden appears from underneath the city if i could have a fallen star demon to power a house so it moved i would totally be there indeed indeed i i know science but i would summon these creatures from the pits of hell the other thing is we set up a villain in the very first episode. Great villain, potentially. Who, Dracula? No, not Dracula. The priest, the bishop. Oh, right, right, right. right. Uh, played by Matt Frewer, Frewer, who is, you know, as everybody knows, Max Hedrum. Always, always fun to see him there because he can be anything and and do it convincingly. But they set him up as this major villain. They even set up this this like confrontation, uh, a, a, like a war of quips with him and Trevor, only to have him killed by a goddamn mook. Yeah. Your God does not live here anymore. You know, and and they they set this thing up as being so much more powerful than all the other minions. And, and and it talks because none of the other minions talk. And it's like, okay, freeze his legs, crack him in the head with the whip, done. Yeah. It, yeah. But, you know, they, the, once Trevor defeated the church, they didn't matter anymore. Right. Once the church was, was taken out of the plot, they were taken out of the plot. So you didn't need him. So, yeah, it's a waste. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot a of waste here. They could have been a foil throughout the whole thing, and I and I know that now it's got to be into crunch time with the video game part of it. So at, for the next season, so they're going to go and actually go into the castle and I don't know platform for half hour episodes. Well, they did that in uh, what was it episode episode four? Yeah, that the underground the steampunk undergrounding steampunk thing to Alucard's crypt was level right. one. Yes, and and where where can you go from here? Because from here you're in you're going to attack Dracula in his castle, and mm-hmm. what can you do? You go through the traps that Dracula set up for his defenses, right? BFD. Now it's a video and, game and monsters. Yeah, and and the, the, now may, maybe they'll handle it well, but I doubt it. 
the mm. the potential for story is all in this intro. It's all in these four episodes. That's the potential for the story right there. Right. Why why is why are they attacking Dracula's castle? What's the purpose of that? Well, now you, you find out, but it's so boring, who cares? Right. Dracula's responsible right. for the, the monsters that come out. I mean, you know, we got what would have been interesting, what I would have liked to have seen for a season one, an actual complete story arc, is sure, the first episode, fine. Episode, fine. He comes into the town, and then you do 13 episodes set in that town with right, a story arc. Give him with actual, the conflict actual, between. I have sympathetic characters that you mm-hmm. care about that would actually convert him from being a brooding dipshit to a hero. Right. If you look at a similar... You know, you, you know what that's called? Character development. Well, if you look at a similar thing, because not none of it like structurally or anything reminded me of this, but it kind of reminded me of that Journey to the West movie mm-hmm. that's on Netflix, because that was like the introduction for the actual story journey to the West. Right. 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 That was, well, journey to the West is a long fucking book. And that right, was like the, the early part. Yeah. Right. Um, it tells you how the demons were captured and why they're, why they're journeying to the West. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. So it's like and an it, introduction and it had character arcs. Cause you had the main character started out as like a goofball idiot. Right. And ended up being like an enlightened hero. Mm-hmm. That's a story arc. Right, because he went through some things. Exactly, exactly. But you don't get this, and you can't get this in four episodes unless you like do some really, really tight storytelling. No, and it's not tight storytelling. It's it's not. It's fast and loose. He's he's told the story. Sure, you got the first four episodes. You got all the people together. You had two hours total content. And, you know, an hour and a half of it was, was, you know, assembling the team. And then you end with the team assembled. Okay, now let's go fight Dracula. No. You know, that's not how you create a series. That, sure, that might work as, as a video game. You know, and all of this stuff might end up being cutscenes from a video game. Yeah, and, and that works for a video game because the bulk of that game is... You know, getting you know, from point A you to point B, playing right. the video game, fighting, so you can solving puzzles, and... right? So you don't necessarily have to have you know an, an well you know that that solid that tight of a narrative because part of the narrative is the actual play of the game, right? But so think... in this case, you know, you've got like the pitch to netflix of we want to do an animated series based on castlevania we want to use a an an anime type of style and we're going to have uh warren ellis here write it and um it's going to be great um all sounds good that all sounds good you know we'll give you a million and a half dollars what can you do with that well by the time they get the animation back it's like well we got enough money for four episodes it's like well let's just uh let's do the pitch yeah, now, according to my Facebook feed, mm-hmm. um, people really like this. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I'm not really sure why. I mean, you know, 
All right. So there's going to be. I have a friend who's a visual artist uh, who who wanted to fucking knife fight with me over the writing. Is that uh, Ted? Uh, No, not Ted. Because Ted was, well, Ted, it's hard to tell. Ted, Ted Ted knife fights to uh, just a knife fight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell if Ted's actually serious or if he's just yanking your chain. Um, but yeah, there are people, I understand if you maybe had a nostalgic connection to the game, which where, is nothing like the storyline of the game from what I understand. Right, but you might be like, Oh, you might be excited about that. And you might be interested to see, because from what I understand, the game starts out, you have to go to Castle Dracula because all the monsters are coming out. Right. And go. So you have a little bit of a, a story background for that. That's fantastic. You know, yeah, your story background, monsters, kill Dracula, go. Right, and it fleshes it out a little bit, um, and maybe you like that. I would think you'd be disappointed Mm -hmm. if if that's where you were coming from. Um, You mentioned it it could be people who are, you know, huge Warren Ellis fans, and he could shit gold. And he can't do any wrong. And, you know, there's no shortage of people who are like that. I don't know how rabid his fan base is, but there's you know there's no shortage, like I said, of people who are willing to to defy logic and reality to defend their fandom. Right. Thematically linked to last week's episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, I to wrap it up or presidency, right? <laughs> to 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 wrap it up. Um, if you're looking for a solid story, if you're looking for good characterization, uh, go watch Vampire Hunter D. Go go watch Vampire Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D itself is you know has its problems. Well, and that's the thing is this makes Vampire Hunter D look like a fucking masterpiece. It does. It does. I mean, it's it's sloppy it's, I, went, I, I, I wouldn't say it's sloppy but it's very disjointed in terms of plotting um you know it's it's relies too heavily on uh stereotypes um that's the thing that you could be describing either one and i think that this this series owes a lot to vampire hunter d oh yeah um, just in terms of what it's about. I mean, more or less the same thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. Except a little more apocalyptic, maybe. Um, you know, and it, it owes it owes a lot to many types of films like this that have come before it. Um, you know, there's a little bit of priest in there. Yeah, it's a it's yeah, it's got that that nineties anime kind of feel to it. Really, yeah. you know, maybe it would have done better had it been actually made in the nineties, or maybe my opinion of it would have been more would have been higher if it were made in the nineties, and I was like remembering the, it, like the Spawn well, like, animated series. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, I watched that recently, and it's when that came out, I thought it was awesome. I mm-hmm. thought it was great, and upon rewatching it, I think it's like it's okay. Right, John Leguizamo, who I thought was brilliant. No, not the was... not the Spawn film. Oh no, no, all right, right, his character, but the the clown, yeah, the Violator, the Violator, Violator. Um, 
I thought the Violator was really cool in the animated series. Mm-hmm. When I when I, you know in the nineties, <laughs> and then upon rewatching it, I thought he was just like annoying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another yet another Joker ripoff who just happens to be a demon. Yeah, and it's 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 amazing how much of the stuff that you know when I was in my twenties I thought was brilliant. And I'm just like, and if I hadn't revisited it, I wouldn't have realized that it's just a shit fest. That's true. So maybe this is in that category. Like maybe people who are in their 20s now who think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread when they're pushing 50 will look back on it and go, I can't believe I like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a possibility. That's a possibility, or you know, just maybe some time and 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 further expansion of the series might go. Well, you know, I thought this was. Well, I thought I liked this. I thought this was going to a great place, but no, it's not. And I think you know to add to some of your um, speculation as to the reason why people liked it. You know, maybe maybe people are seeing reading in the potential. I, w- I was going to say that the possibility is that it got a really good reception mm. and maybe they'll get more money for the second season. Right. And they'll be able to do more with it. That's a possibility. I mean, they might not have gotten a lot of episodes. Animation is expensive. Yeah, it is. Uh, 2D animation, very expensive. Yeah, it wasn't like completely shitty animation. No. I mean, it, it like had crappy action moments, but I mean, it, it wasn't like. Sometimes you watch some animation, you're just like, "What the fuck am I watching? This is so poorly done." Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like Flintstones level repeated backgrounds, right? And 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 they didn't do what old, vampire old Hanna Barbera cartoons or right. uh, still frames with uh, flashing speed lines or or what. Or, Speaking of which, or what Vampire Hunter D did, they did still frames with flashing speed lines, but they had a, they used a lot of the same scenes. Mm-hmm. They would just change the color palette a little, but it's the exact same scene. Right. Like that little spider guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe, maybe with uh, the, its success, I'm assuming it was successful considering the reaction it got from everybody but you and me. Um, that they got more money for the next series and season two will be, will you know, have something to back it up. Uh, possible, possible. I mean, we'll have to, we'll, we'll check it out. Maybe we'll revisit it once. You'll once have the to tell me. <laughs> You're more, more willing to watch that crap than I am. That's right. That's right. I watch bad shit so you don't have to. Um, yeah, so if you want, check it out. Otherwise, you know, give it a pass till the season two comes out and you get more actual content to work with. Um, yeah, go and, watch Nosferatu or, or Bela Lugosi's Dracula. That's right. Watch Bela Lugosi. Go watch cabin, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, watch a good movie. Um, yeah, so that does it for our rant about Castlevania. Whew. 
now that that's off our chest, we can go back to watching some crap movies again. That's right. Next week, we're going to watch more shit. <laughs> that's right. We watch it so you don't have to. We're going to do the uh, cult classic David Carradine film Circle of Iron. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. Until then, we'll see you later. Good night, buddies. Good night, buddies. <laughs> I